Where does new nurse confidence come from? How can you help new nurses thrive? And if you're yourself a new nurse, how can you strengthen your level of confidence? Let's talk about confidence, especially new nurse confidence, right here on episode 161 of The Nurse Keith Show. Well, hello and welcome to The Nurse Keith Show. I am so grateful that you're here with me listening, whether it's your first time tuning in or you've been hanging out with me on the airwaves for months or years. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for being a part of The Nurse Keith Nation. This podcast is all about you and your nursing career, and I'm here to share education, inspiration, and ideas that can get you moving in a positive and inspired direction. And if you heard about my new podcast, Mastering Nursing, well, it's a new interview-style podcast focusing on the nursing profession. Check us out at nursingdegreedatabase.com forward slash podcast, and you'll get even more of me plus some amazing guests. And I want to remind you that you can help other people find The Nurse Keith Show by leaving a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, also known as iTunes. There are quite a few five-star ratings and written reviews over on iTunes, and I would like you to join the party. Can you do that for me, pretty please? I would appreciate it so very much. And if you want to see the show notes for this episode, hop on over to nursekeith.com forward slash episode 161 to read all about it. Anyway, I'm thrilled you're here with me. So let's hop over into the studio and talk all about today's topic. Come on with me. Back on Monday, May 28th, 2018, Memorial Day, by the way, I published a blog post over on Digital Doorway entitled New Grad Nurse Confidence Stoking the Flame. And the reason I wrote and posted this blog post was because it's important for me to talk with you about confidence. Now, for those of you who are seasoned nurses and you've been around the block a few times, let's hop in the time machine and go back to the times when you were brand new, when you were just entering the nursing profession. Was your confidence shaky? Did you feel like everyone was watching you? Did you feel like an imposter? Did you feel like you didn't quite know how you were going to get to that point of being confident and knowing what you were doing like the nurses around you? Well, think about that. Think back to the time when you were brand new. How did you get your confidence level up? How did you bolster and buoy yourself so that you could be the best nurse that you could be. And if you are indeed right now in this moment a brand new nurse or a pretty new novice nurse, where is your confidence coming from? If you are a confident person and you're feeling really good about your skills as a nurse, your chops, as they say in music, well, where does your confidence come from and how do you keep it up? And if your confidence is feeling kind of shaky and you're feeling like, hmm, I really want to feel better about myself as a nurse and what I'm doing here and how I'm doing it, how do you get there? So, you know, when we go to nursing school and we become a new nurse, this is, like I say in the blog post, a remarkable accomplishment. It can make us feel excited. It can make us feel 
fearful. We can feel joyful. We can feel grateful. Lots of emotions come up when we become a nurse because, man, it is an amazing journey to get to nursing. It is an amazing journey to graduate from school, first of all, just to survive nursing school, and then to pass that dreaded NCLEX exam and get that license in our hot little hand and get out there and start caring for patients and doing what we've been apparently born to do or what we feel called to do. And in this time in the 21st century, we need to consider how many new or newer nurses leave the profession. They abandon their new career within the first one to three years. This is alarming. We have a nursing shortage happening as I record this podcast, especially in certain parts of the United States and other countries as well. And we need to wake up and smell the coffee and realize that we need to make sure these new nurses feel confident. And if they're not feeling confident, we need to boost them so that they can become the nurses we need them and want them to be. Because you know what? I'm not getting any younger. They're going to be taking care of me eventually. Well, I was actually recently in the hospital over the last few years a couple times, and I needed those nurses there with me. And I bet you and your loved ones and friends and family are going to need nurses too. So why not support those new nurses once they pass the NCLEX and get their license in their first job so that they can become amazing clinicians and nursing professionals? What do you think about that? So in the blog post, I talked about new nurses being nurse seeds of the future. So if I'm going to be needing a nurse over the next 10 to 20 or 30 years, as I wind down my time here on this planet, I'm in my 50s now, so I'm assuming there's no more than 30 to 40 years left for me. That's not being morose. That's just being practical. I'm going to need some nurses to take care of me, and I want them to be the best that they can be. So if we think about it, new grad nurse confidence has to come from all sorts of places. And if we want those nurses to be able to be out there doing venipuncture, hanging blood, providing chemotherapy, providing home health services, etc., we need them to feel confident enough so that when they hang that blood, when they do that second, third, fourth catheterization, or the first catheterization, or when they change our pick line or care for our central line dressing, etc., we need to know that they are competent, that they feel good about themselves so that they can do the job that they are meant to do. I am a big supporter and will continue to be a big supporter of new grad residencies. A lot of newer nurses who come to me are trying to get into new grad residencies or they've actually been in a new grad residencies. And when these are planned, when they are done really well, the new nurse gets the grounding that they need to be able to succeed. A new grad residency gives the new nurse a gentle landing. And I have published a blog post and a podcast episode about a gentle landing for new nurses. So that is something I believe in. It also gives them the opportunity to learn from the best. Maybe you, yes, you listening right now, maybe you're the best at hanging blood or venipuncture or respiratory care, etc. They need to be able to learn from you. And in a new grad residency program, if it's done well, that can really put them over the top in terms of their sense of clinical confidence and competency. Failing a new grad residency 
preceptorships also work, and I have heard great stories about preceptorships. I have also heard nightmare scenarios. Sometimes people, some of you out there, are assigned to be preceptors for new nurses. And when you hear you have a preceptee, you go, no, I don't want a new nurse. Oh, I have so much to do. It is so much work to precept a new nurse. So I have heard about preceptors who have basically set their preceptees up to fail. That is so sad. I have heard about new nurses being let go basically because their preceptors did a terrible job of mentoring them into the profession. I've also heard about some new grad residencies where the precepting and mentoring was awful and the new grads failed because they did not get the leadership Their confidence was not built up in a way that was really going to be effective. New grad residencies, precepting, these are all equally important in terms of moving that new graduate nurse forward. Now, some people talk about mentoring, and I have talked and written a lot about mentoring and will continue to. Mentoring should not be confused with precepting. Mentoring is, according to my friend Louise Jakubik, the director of the Nurse Mentoring Institute, it's generally something that should come after a new nurse has gained their footing and established themselves in a position. Mentoring is something that comes later on to help move that nurse forward. Confidence can come from a mentoring relationship. However, it shouldn't be what happens first, or maybe it's erroneously given the name mentoring when it's actually precepting. Precepting has to do often with the teaching of actual skills so that the nurse can learn to do things well so that he or she feels confident and can then move forward and do them on their own. Mentoring is more guiding a nurse through the decision-making process, becoming a better critical thinker, looking at the ways in which they would like to grow their career. Don't get me wrong, mentoring is super important but we should not confuse and conflate it with new grad precepting, which is just so very important for those first months, even that first year, to make sure the nurse gets off on the right foot. And if you are a leader, administrator, executive, manager, or charge nurse in a healthcare workplace, you need to make sure that your workplace recognizes the value of new nurses. You need to treat them like the assets that they are. As much as a pain in the butt it might feel at first to have to precept and take care of and hold the hand of a new nurse, you know what? That new nurse is eventually going to be your full-fledged colleague. Eventually, they are going to be charge nurses and administrators and executives. We have all been there. And we need to remember that this pipeline of succession in any healthcare workplace or in the nursing profession in general, has to eventually be filled by the nurses who are novices right now. So we need to make sure they become competent and confident, don't we? Think about it this way. Somewhere in the United States at this very moment, there is a kindergartner who will eventually be the president of the United States. Can you believe that? There is a little girl or a little boy somewhere right now who's in preschool or kindergarten or first grade 
who is someday going to be the president of the United States or the president of France or the president of any country you can possibly name. Somewhere there are children out there. They need to be mentored. They need to be basically precepted. They need to be fed and watered, etc., so that they can grow up to be an effective president or congressperson or leader of their country. The same is true for the nursing profession. Think about it this way. Those new nurses are basically in the first grade, and you need to make sure they graduate from high school in terms of their nursing education as nursing professionals. So whether it's formal support, informal support, we, as their nursing peers, their nursing elders, we need to be kind. We need to be curious, inquisitive, helpful, supportive, encouraging. We need to make sure that those new nurses grow up to be the nurses who we want to take care of our loved ones and ourselves when we need them most. And like I talked about in the blog post, positive messages are important. And I don't mean patting a new nurse on the back and saying, you're doing a great job, don't you worry. Positive messages are where confidence can come from. Sure, the new nurse hung that transfusion pretty well. So you can boost her confidence by saying, you know, you did a pretty good job there, but here's a couple other pieces that we want to put together so that the next time you hang a transfusion, you're going to be flawless. Positive messages don't need to just be empty, gratuitous, hey, you did an awesome job. It means we need to feed them what they need to hear, even if sometimes the positive message also includes a little bit of constructive feedback and criticism. Now, that new nurse needs positive messages from his or her charge nurse, administrator, executive, etc., etc. They also need positive messages from their friends and family. They also need positive messages from their preceptors, from their coaches and mentors. And where else do any of us get positive messages about what we do? Where else are we fed information that helps us to grow? So if you're a seasoned nurse, where do you turn for the information that helps you become better at what you do, better at the way you think, better at the way you approach your career? Many of us turn to things like podcasts. We also turn to blogs, journals. Maybe we go to conferences and seminars, or we listen to CEU programs online. We also turn to coaches and mentors. Whether they are official preceptors or mentors or not, we can choose people who can help lift us up and buoy us and get us through the tough times and get us through to that next plateau we want to reach in our career. So whether you are a novice nurse in this moment, or you're, let's say, a middling nurse, you've been in for maybe three or four years and your confidence is getting pretty good, or maybe you're a fairly seasoned nurse like myself, 20, 30 years in, there's always places that we want to grow. There's always places that we need to grow. And we know, you know, I know, the nurse next to you knows, that nursing schools don't always do such a great job of tuning students in to the plethora of information that's out there, the sustenance, what can feed and water them and be the compost 
of their confidence for the future. So we need to make sure that those new nurses and even our nursing colleagues who aren't so new, that they all know where to get the information they need, where they can turn. Can they turn to Nurse Keith? Can they turn to the Mastering Nursing podcast? Is there a blog they need to read? Is there a conference they should go to? A lot of people are at NTI, the National Training Institute. That is one of the biggest or probably the biggest nursing conference in the country every year. I need to go sometime. The NTI conference, it's in Boston this year in 2018. I've heard it is just mind-blowing in terms of the amount of information there. A lot of confidence can be gleaned from attending high-quality live and recorded events that can help you learn from the best, whether that event is local, regional, national, international, wherever it is, you can get the information you need and you can encourage those newer nurses to go to these types of events. And if you have your hand on the purse strings of an organization that has new nurses within it, well, you need to make sure a little money leaks out of those purse strings so that those new nurses and newer nurses can go to the conferences and join the associations and organizations that are going to support them. They need inspiration and camaraderie. They need generosity from their peers, generosity of spirit. If our new nurses can continue to get fed the information and training and encouragement that they deserve, then they are going to become the nurses that we deserve them to be. So again, going back to the blog post, and there will be a link to the blog post in the show notes at nursekeith.com forward slash episode 161. The first few years of a nurse's career can be confusing and overwhelming. The amount of knowledge transfer that has to happen from nursing school to the actual clinical milieu is immense. Oh my God, there's so much to take in and new nurses can feel like imposters. And when those new nurses face bullying, harassment, discrimination, teasing, and hazing, and things that cut their confidence to pieces, they are going to be haunted by those demons of low self-confidence and they are going to feel basically starved for the confidence that they need to move forward. So you know what we need to do? We need to help new nurses starve the demons of low self-confidence so that those demons go away. And if you are a nurse who maybe is several years or maybe many years into your career, You may be working in a new position where you're feeling like an imposter. Maybe you were, let's say, an oncology nurse for a number of years, and you recently moved up to the ICU, and you were basically feeling like you have 10 thumbs. You feel like you cannot do anything right. Have you ever been in that kind of position where you know what you know, and you feel like you should really be doing okay, but you're so anxious or your confidence is so low that you actually act like you're an absolute idiot. Well, a lot of us can end up in that position even if we have a lot of experience or especially if we don't have much experience. And that feeling of being an idiot with 10 thumbs that can haunt us. And if we don't have people around us who take the responsibility and take the time for making sure that we're inspired, that we feel like, wow, 
okay, I felt like I have 10 thumbs. Now I feel like I have four. That's a little better. And eventually I'm going to get to the point where I feel like I just have two thumbs and I actually know what I'm doing. I can actually hang that IV. I can check that ventilator. I can do what it is I need to do with this patient and actually feel like I am stoking the flames of my own confidence and I can actually keep the flames of my confidence burning. This is what you and I both need. This is what those new nurses need. This is what we all deserve. And this is what we need to make sure happens for the health of our profession, for the health of healthcare delivery, and for the health of our friends and family and loved ones and colleagues who need nurses there, who feel confident and can provide the care that needs to be provided. So as much as nursing schools may ignore it, we need to make sure that these newer nurses get what they need. And sometimes we need to encourage our new nurses to look at themselves, to really look deeply at themselves, to figure out what it is they actually need to feel better, to feel more powerful. Sometimes that, let's say, ego integrity comes from strengthening through outer action, through practicing a particular skill over and over and over again until we find that we are really good at it and we can say, yep, I know how to hang blood. I know how to give a transfusion. I know how to hang chemotherapy. I can do that. I'm really good at it now. Sometimes it comes from that kind of outer confidence building exercise. Sometimes it comes from the fact that we just need to work with what's going on inside of us. Maybe that new nurse is actually a great clinician. She really knows what she's doing. She's book smart. She's clinically smart. She has two thumbs, not 10. But she feels so unconfident in herself, probably from all sorts of slings and arrows that were thrown at her throughout her life. So maybe as her mentor or as her preceptor, you need to take her aside and say, you know, you are actually a really good clinician, but I can see that you are shaky every time you walk into a patient room. What is going on with you? And you might learn from that new nurse that, well, her father always told her terrible things about herself, always fed her information, always fed her the knowledge that she'd never amount to anything. So no matter how much she knows how to hang that transfusion, how to do that physical assessment, her father's voice is in there telling her, you're never going to succeed. You're never going to be any good at anything. You're never going to be a success. So you might need to say to that nurse, you know, there's something deep going on here. I recommend you go to counseling or psychotherapy or talk to someone you know and trust and work through this stuff so that you can walk back through the door of that step-down unit and say, I'm here. I'm putting on my shoes. I'm going to put on my scrubs and my stethoscope and I am going to kick butt today. So maybe that nurse just needs to be encouraged to go after what she needs or he needs to build them up, to make sure they have the ego integrity to do what they need to do out there in the world. Because nursing, let's face it, it is important work. It can be risky work. You know, Sometimes we're literally holding people's lives in our hands. So we need to know what we're doing and we need to feel good about what we're doing so that we can do it with confidence. So sometimes the walls of self-confidence are built from the outside 
example, practicing a skill over and over. Sometimes the walls of self-confidence are built from the inside by building that ego integrity through the inner work that we need to do to marshal our resources to be the confident person that we are meant to be. So my friend, nurse, nursing professional, whatever it is you do, whoever you are, find what it is that feeds the flame of your motivation as a nurse, whether you're new, whether you're seasoned. If your employer provides what it is you need to be successful and competent and confident, awesome. Oftentimes, generally, employers don't provide that, so we need to provide it for ourselves and we need to provide it for each other's. So if you are a new nurse, seek out a mentor, seek out people to support you so that they will buoy you in the hard times. They will lift you up, tell you like it is, be clear with you about what it is you need to do to become a better nurse. And a nurse of substance will see their life from all perspective, will be able to show you how you can be a nurse of substance as well, how you can look at yourself critically with that critical eye so that you can see where it is you're maybe falling down a little bit and where you're really doing well. So you need to feed your inner life By whatever means necessary, whether it's physical exercise, personal wellness, seeking out a mentor, finding someone to precept you if your workplace doesn't provide you with a preceptor who really works for you. You need to find intellectual and creative pursuits beyond nursing and healthcare, things that make you feel good about yourself. Maybe you need to do some traveling. Maybe you need to have more friends and community in your life to build your confidence from the inside out. Wherever it is that confidence comes from or whatever it is that builds you up inside, that makes you feel like a good person, that makes you feel personally powerful, all of these things serve to make you a well-rounded human being, a well-rounded clinician, and a person who can Look at his or her nursing career. Look at the things you need to know, the things you need to do, and approach them with confidence and find sources of more confidence, more competence, and more encouragement to become the nurse, to become the person that you want to be. So stoking the flame of confidence is a lifelong process. I started out talking here about new nurses and I want to finish up talking about them again. So those new nurses out there, whether it's you, your colleague, your friend, your family member, your cousin, your grandmother, whoever that new nurse is, you can dedicate yourself to supporting that new nurse. If that new nurse is you, then you need to make sure you get what you need to be able to succeed, to feel competent and confident and powerful as a nurse because it's a powerful position in society and you want to feel really good about what you do. Your self-confidence, your sense of personal agency, they are both key. So you need to make them the focus as you continue down the road of being the nurse that you want to be. The engine of your success depends on it And if you are a nurse looking at and observing other new nurses, know that you can be a fuel for the engine of success and competence and confidence in that new nurse who you're observing. Make sure that you are a healthy, 
powerful fuel for that person so that you can lift them up, buoy them, and help them become who they were meant to be. There you have it. I hope this is helpful for you. I hope you look deeply and continue to look deeply at where your sources of confidence come from and how you might be able to build your own confidence and build the confidence of others around you, especially those new nurses who need it so badly. I hope you feel uplifted and empowered from this episode, and I want you to take inspired action every day in the interest of your professional satisfaction and development. Did you know that you could become a patron of the Nurse Keith Show? That's right. You can join Wendy, Scott, Bradley, Christine, and others who are patrons of the Nurse Keith Show. They give just a tiny little bit to the Nurse Keith Show every month so that they can demonstrate to me the value that they feel they're getting from the show. And in gratitude for their support, they get some cool prizes, premiums, and gifts in return out of my gratitude for them supporting the show. Head over to patreon.com forward slash nurse Keith. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash nurse Keith to learn more about becoming a supporter and patron of the Nurse Keith Show. This show is edited and produced, as always, by Tim Hollowell and his team at thepodcastinggroup.com, and social media and promotion are handled by Mark Cappiespeason. My hat's off to Tim, his team, and to Mark for their ongoing support and hard work for The Nurse Keith Show. Sign up for my newsletter at nursekeith.com, and remember that you need to check out my new podcast, Mastering Nursing. This is an interview-style podcast launching in May of 2018, and it will be weekly as of the first week of June 2018. It will inspire, inform, and uplift you. So check it out at nursingdegreedatabase.com forward slash podcast. Stay positive, care for yourself and others, take inspired action in the interest of your career, and tune in again and again and again as we explore how to take your life and career to the next level. Be well, dig deep, stay curious, create success, seek joy in your life every day, and most of all, keep in touch. Adios till next time from beautiful Santa Fe, New Mexico. This is Nurse Keith, and I am out till next time. Take care. Take care.